Hello, everybody. It's 2024. This is Clay Jonathan, and this is my new podcast. This podcast is called A Life of Comics. So, my name is Clay Jonathan. I've been doing web comics on the web since, I guess, 1997. And、uh, why did I decide to do this podcast? I don't know. I, I've always liked podcasts, I listen to them, and to me, they're just a great way to connect to people. And when I use a podcast, I feel connected to the people I'm listening to. So I'm hoping that maybe we'll be connected as well in some way.、Uh, I don't know if I have a great voice for this, but I'm going to try my best. If you don't understand me, you can send me hate mail or some messages telling the entire world that I suck. That's totally okay with me. Anyways,、uh, let's get into this.、Um, I guess I can start. Why? Did web comics in the first place? I know there's thousands of people out there doing web comics and、uh, trying their best to、um, be accomplished. It's a hard thing, I know. And over the years, I've asked myself, how do I become someone who's popular? Or does being popular really mean anything in the first place? And exactly why do I do this in the first place? Well, I never really expected to become a webcomic artist or anything like that in terms of a professional sense. Maybe I always had a dream of someday becoming a webcomic artist, of you know, doing this full time. I wouldn't have to do anything else. I could just、uh, draw comics all day. I think a lot of us had that dream. But the reality is, it's, it's really tough to make that jump. Not that some people haven't done it, it's obviously. Something people can do. I think it's gotten harder and harder over the years, and、um, it's a jump I haven't been able to make, and、uh, I think I've missed my jump.、Um, but, you know, I think the possibility is still out there. It depends on how willing you are how willing you are to,、uh, you know, make the jump. Quit that job. Do this. Draw comics every day.、Uh, scrape by for a while. Or maybe for some reason your comic just gets popular right from the get go and you don't have to make that jump so harshly. You can just sort of ease into it. But it's kind of a hard thing. It's not like you can sit down on the first day and say, Well, I'm going to do web comics. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life and it's going to be my number one source of income. That's a really hard place to start for a lot of people. And definitely, <laughs> I don't know if I can recommend it.、Uh, you do need money to survive. And every year it's getting harder and harder to survive on the little income that we get. So, anyways, that's a bit of a ramble. But let's go back into like, why did I start? Well, I think it was way back in 1996.、Um, I've, always, I've always read comics, books as a kid. I, I had an older brother. He always bought the DC comics, I always bought the Marvel comics. So we kind of shared each other's comics, the comic books I really liked. I liked the New Mutants. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I liked how I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong. I'm just calling him Bill S.、Um, I can look up how to say that name, but, anyways, his art was just absolutely amazing.
I thought it was like, so oh, this, this is not comic books at first. But it, he had a style that was really, really expressive. Later on, I found that he was doing all sorts of crazy stuff, like using crayons and pastels to get the effects that he did. And it was one of those books that really kind of showed me that uh, comic books are not just storytelling. They're, they're, they're ways to express yourself. And another series I really enjoyed was Cerebus by Dave Sim. And I have to admit, um, I was raised in Kitchener, Waterloo in Ontario. And that's where Aardvark Benham, that's Dave's, Dave Sim's uh, company, was located. And of course, I go into the Now and Then books up on Queen Street and... You know, there'd be a lot of promotion towards Cerebus being his hometown and stuff like that. So, of course, I got into the book. It's really an amazing book in a lot of ways. So full of imagination, it really pushes the boundaries of what comic books can do. And unfortunately, he took a turn a bit for the worse in terms of uh, the misogyny and stuff like that. Sorry, that, that's, that, that kind of stuff is a bit crazy, I have to say. But you can, you can still admire the technique. And the Dave Sim really, really got into how to use text and the text bubbles to really show experience. For example, in the guy's book, he really uses uh, text bubbles very imaginatively to show how someone is drunk. And it's perfect. It's, it's really, really well done. He did an amazing job. And that was one influence. Like, these books can really, really uh, express things. Not just tell stories, but make you feel. Dave Sim also published The Cerebus Guide to Publishing, which I picked up. And I read it from back and forth. I don't know how many times. And from that book, I decided, hell, I'm going to make a comic book myself. And this is before I even knew web comics existed. And so I decided to do exactly what he said to do. Buy the pens he told me to buy, the Hunt 102s, the buy the boards that he suggested, the Bainbridge, buy the Rapido markers, buy... Uh, just everything he did just to replicate what he did and so I sat down and I drew a 20 page comic using all the materials I should have done it's uh, it was called a heart made of glass and I finished it I've never really finished anything before so it was kind of a surprise and I I really enjoyed the process. Every day I, I, you know, I came home from work and I got out the blue pencils and I got out the ink and the and the letterer, lettering guide, the Ames lettering guide that I bought. And, you know, I got to work. It was just so amazing. It, was, it felt liberating. For the first time, the blank page felt like uh, something that was inspiring rather than something scary that I didn't know what I was going to do with. 
you know, you know what it's like to have like a dozen sketchbooks with maybe the first page, first few pages with sketches on it, or maybe not even a sketch at all. Too scared to do the first sketch. Too scared to ruin the purity of that white page. But with a heart made of glass, I was just going page after page after page. And I was really, really enjoying the process of trying to express myself. And instead of a story, uh, I basically took out a part of my life um, from 1995 where um, a girl that I was really, really in love with, uh, she had enough of me and she dumped me in Valentine's Day. And I went through a few relationships after that that were absolutely crap. So I thought, eh, maybe I, I can make a comic book out of this. Maybe I can do something with this. So it wasn't just the act of drawing. It's just I had this idea. I had something in my head. I had a story I needed to tell. And it felt like this is the best way to do it. A year earlier, I tried to write a book. And, oh, I'm not a book writer. And that really showed when I was trying to make this, this story. And I kind of shelved it. It was really pretentious and stupid and... You know, I'm just, you know, maybe some people can do it, but you just really shouldn't sit down and write a book. You should really just uh, <laughs> practice with short stories first before you try to sit down and write that your first banger. And of course, it wasn't working for me, and but I had the ideas. I couldn't let them go. And reading Dave Sims' uh, Guide to Self-Publishing really did it for me. I said, oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can't. I wasn't thinking of becoming a great artist or anything like that, but I just wanted something I could hold in my hands. I wanted a comic book I could just hold in my hands. That's what I really wanted. More than anything. And I think for a lot of us, that's really our goal, isn't it? To have something that we've created in our hands processed and printed and stuff like that and then we get to hold and flip through it and say wow wow we, I did this and it's not the first time uh, when I was in grade school I used to make books all, all the time and that was a lot of fun of course you know they're really they're really stupid and stuff like that because you know I'm, I'm in grade six my sense of humor just isn't there um, but it was a lot of fun and I continued doing that and it's just something I could never ever let go and so finally I did this I made this a heart made of glass it was a 20 page book and I actually finished it now when I say finished that doesn't mean that I actually printed the book or anything like that of course next I had to make a cover and <laughs> I did not know how to do that that just was not in the book. So I, I didn't know what to do next. Okay, well, uh, while I'm figuring out how to do a cover, let's work on number two. And so that's what I started doing. Now at the time, I was also kicking around the internet. Uh, I got into the internet in, I guess, 1990, put up a first my first homepage in 1995, which is kind of a Leonard Cohen tribute 
uh, page which I which I was creating just for fun actually never got anywhere with it but um, another coincidence uh, there at the school I was at his University of Waterloo and there was a uh, anime club and one of the uh, mascots of the anime club was um, was this uh, artist he did this he made his own character called Emiko and he really really uh, promoted this character and <laughs> uh, okay I okay I didn't really get into the character myself and it was kind of a knockoff of many of the anime tropes at the time, which we all kind of did. That wasn't anything special. But he made this comic and online put it online. So well, I could do that. Yeah, there's no problem. I could put up a comic too. I could put a comic on the web. And the only thing I had available was the heart made of glass. So. I wasn't figuring out how to publish it or anything like that. So I was like, okay, well, just scan it and put it on the web. And that's what I did. I connected to a place called uh, Online Fan Artist Headquarters. I think it was called. And that's where I connected with a lot of different artists at the time. Everybody was kind of doing anime fan art and stuff like that. And of course... Um, when I was doing the comic Heart Made of Glass, I was really, really copying anime styles at the time. You know, I'm kind of a hypocrite that way, but uh, I was really influenced by anime such as Neon Genesis Evangelion and Maison Ikoku. And I really liked the art styles. I really liked how expressive those art styles were. The faces were simplified, but they were incredibly, incredibly expressive. And that's what I wanted. I wanted ex very expressive faces. And anyways, I put it online and I started getting feedback from it. People liked this comic. I was really happy about that. I started getting involved with the community, the online community that uh, at FanArt Headquarters. That's it. That's... <laughs> I can't go back and edit it, but that's the name of the place. Fan Art Headquarters. And I got involved with the Impro Mangas there. Uh, the Impro Mangas were like, uh, you would start a comic book, do a few pages, and then you had it, like, you had to finish within a week. And then when you finished, the next person would pick up where you were in the story and draw continuing pages and there was a couple of really popular impro mangas at the time I think Queen of Hearts was one that I got involved in that I really enjoyed doing uh, and another one called uh, Controversial Jack both of those comics I really really enjoyed I did others as too but uh, I can't remember what they were those are the two main ones and through uh, Queen of Hearts, that's how I met Carrie O'Kay, who I later did another webcomic called Aphasia with, and also uh, 
controversial Jack. I met a lot of a lot of people through that. One friend that I met through all these comic books we did all together was Brian O'Malley, who you may know went on to do greater things than Imper Mangas. And yeah, I was part of this community and started really getting into web comics. Soon I just forgot about publishing the whole thing. I, you know, I didn't see the point. I got about uh, 12 pages into the second issue of Heart Made of Glass, and I just sort of quit. I just like I found this new toy, and I really wanted to enjoy it. And there was something so amazing about web comics, you know. When I did the first issue of the Heart Made of Glass, I basically did it on my own. No one saw it, you know, front to back. Maybe my roommate saw it. That was really about the only person who saw the comic when I was finished. Nobody else saw it. But when I was doing web comics, I could finish a page, throw it up on the internet, and people see it immediately. I get instantaneous feedback, and very, very different thing.、Um, that's pretty addictive, actually. To have people immediately give you criticism or insight or applause of whatever you do about a comic, all of a sudden it was a live thing, and I got really sucked into community.、Uh, I was in Ontario at the time, and we made a group called Ontario Fan Artists Unite (OFU), and we'd meet once a month in Toronto. We'd go to a cafe or or something like that, a cafe or a restaurant, and we'd pull out our pens and sketchbooks. We first met at Anime North in 1998, and again in 1999, and we just had this great friendship. We'd meet once a month, and and we make comics and draw on each other's sketchbooks for a day in Toronto. It was amazing.、Uh, I met a lot of people there, and. You can see the work. Well, the first place you can see the work is in Sexy Losers.、Um, the first strip,、um, uh, we drew that in the hospital. We couldn't find a cafe that could. We, our group grew and grew and grew. So soon we had like you know twelve or fifteen people walking around Toronto, trying to find a place to draw, and we couldn't find any. So we found a hospital cafeteria. And that's where that first strip of sexy losers was made, and you can see everybody did it. We just, I just told them what I wanted for the strip, and they drew it. They did an amazing job, and、uh, yeah, that was done live. Those comics were a lot of those comics were live. We just drew them and together, and、uh, you know, they went up the next day. And that was that was an amazing thing. It was a really really amazing thing back then, to be able to draw comics and have this community. You know,、um, I'm a pretty lonely person, I guess. No, you know, I know I am a lonely person. And being able to draw web comics and being a part of this community, that's what really really pulled it in. And I went to Japan afterwards. And I, I kind of lost that community coming to Japan, and、uh, but it still feels like well, I've been here for that was what twenty three years ago, twenty four years ago when I moved from from you moved from Canada to Japan, 
And I've been chasing that sense of community ever since. You know, I guess that's my, um, that's, you know, Moby Dick, you know, chasing the whale. That's the whale I'm chasing. Get back that sense of community where um, it felt like anything could happen. You know, I was drawing comics and I was working off other people's ideas. They were throwing an idea at me, then I'd throw an idea back. Uh, I remember Mal, Brian and Mallory sat down and we were going to do a revision of Queen of Clubs, that old comic that we did together way back for the Impramanga. And we are going to make it all just absolutely fucking crazy. And... We sat down. We just did. We just did the scripting for it, and we just pass it back and forth. And the ideas that would just come up when two people are just throwing artistic ideas at each other, just we'd be killing ourselves laughing because, you know, you have people working together and, and creating something, and the ideas are just no idea was too insane. And someone would grab your idea and make it worse. And you just laugh and laugh because making it worse would make it better. And that's a sense of community I really, really enjoyed back then. I miss when I moved, moved to Japan. I miss that very much. But that's how I got into webcomics. It was the, you know, I've always enjoyed drawing, drawing comics. And having that sense of community. And I guess that's what makes it, like, you know, oh, you're not a popular webcomic artist or anything like that. And back then, I never really cared about that. I didn't care if I was popular or I was the best or blah, blah, blah. I had many followers or I likes and stuff. didn't even care about any of that. The only thing I really cared about was grabbing a piece of paper and drawing with my friends. That's what's, that was really what's motivated me. And still, I like to drawing that piece of paper and putting some shit on it. I just love that. You know, you've, you've got these characters and you just push them a little bit further and they have a, their adventures get bigger and bigger and you're, you're just making it happen. You're just, you know, you're the cameraman and you're just letting these characters live on the piece of paper. And that's really the really the biggest joy of, all, of doing all this. I was listening to a podcast about why people do the things, but do creative work on the web. A lot of people do it for likes and followers and stuff like that. And, and you know, at the end of the day, what really matters is if you just enjoy doing it. And I have enjoyed doing web comics. There is a part, okay. Yeah, there's a part where I didn't enjoy it. And I think that was like from 2005 to 2011. I don't know what happened in 2011. You know, up until I was just doing webcomics very sporadically. And also in 2011, something just lit a fire in my ass and just said, Okay, you are drawing webcomics from now on. And since 2011, I have been drawing consistently. Maybe not a comic every week, but definitely several pages a month, every month. And I feel like I'm on a roll, you know? I can't stop. I really enjoy it. 
I'm not making popular comics. I'm not making, uh, you know, comics that change the world or anything like that. I'm not getting any comics that are making me well-known or anything like that. But I'm, I'm expressing myself. I'm still trying to tell a story and I'm still trying to connect. And that's why I do webcomics. Well, I can't believe I've talked for well, nearly 25 minutes now. But I just wanted to start with how I got into this thing in the first place. Anyways, if you're interested in hearing some more, please subscribe. And I'm going to do this, hopefully, once every two weeks. Anyways, thank you very much for living. <laughs> Not living. Well, thank you very much for living, too. But thank you very much for listening. Anyways, you have a great 2024, and I'll talk to you soon.